You're listening to The Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast. Welcome to this latest episode of The Whole Truth podcast. I'm Paul Armstrong. I just had a great chat with Darren Stralo. He's the Managing Director of Bellevue Gold. Bellevue is about to become Australia's next big gold producer at the Bellevue Project in Western Australia. They aim to produce 200,000 ounces of gold a year from what is a staggering ore body with a grade of about six grams per tonne. Just to put that into context, there's many gold mines producing at one gram per tonne. The project will enjoy some low costs, but it also has a couple of other points of difference, one of which is that it will be what they call net zero. Darren explains that that's even better than being carbon neutral, and there's some good reasons why they'll be able to achieve that, one of which, of course, is the fact they've got six grams a tonne and they've started from scratch with a new project, so they've got power stations that will use wind and solar and the like too. It's a fascinating project. It's been a great journey, but the best bit is to come. Darren takes us through how he plans to get there, all the work he's done to ensure it does what it says on the tin, and why shareholders stand to benefit so handsomely. Darren, are you a nervous man? You're about to flick the button on a uh, very expensive project. You've invested a lot of money above ground and below ground here. Uh, You position yourself as Australia's next major gold producer. When you flick the switch, are you worried that uh, the lights won't come on? Um, Yeah, great way to start, Paul. Thank you very much. And funnily enough, it's a question that I've been asked a few times over the journey about how, you know, because this is my first managing director gig as, as well as, you know, a new project that we're building in, you know, what's been a challenging environment over the past few years. But Look, all I can really talk to is the quality of the asset, the quality of the team that we've got together, the quality of the contractors that we've got on site that are actually carrying out the work. And you know, that's what helps me sleep at night is, is knowing that you know, we've got all those building blocks to having a successful operation. And you know, the one thing about Bellevue that continues to perform strongly and continues to you know, show us its, its real strength is the quality of the ore body. And you see it through the great control results that we put out to market and all the drilling that we're doing. Um, you know, we're getting fantastic productivities. We've got three rigs underground drilling and, you know, the results that we see day after day that um, just, you know, really good high grade drill hits uh, is just fantastic. And, you know, what I like to say is it's um, doesn't matter how good you are as a management team, you can't put the gold in the ground. So, you know, having that sort of quality of ore body box ticked from the start um, gives us a lot of confidence going into that ramp up phase. Your ass is in the hot seat. Let's, let's be upfront about it. There's no doubt about it. You've got the title of managing director. Uh, if you if you tip the big big pot up in, upside down and nothing comes out the end, yours is the first door people are going to run to. Mm-hmm. So presumably you don't spend all this money. Banks don't lend you money. Shareholders don't give you money just because Darren Stralo and a couple of others say, hey, we think this is a good thing. You've had other people go through it. Ad yeah. nauseum, surely. Ad nauseum, and you know we've got a, a really good regulator behind the behind the, the wall, right in um, our uh, bank lenders at Macquarie Bank, who are you know really experienced project finance, um, who absolutely you know ran the ruler over the the ore body, who see all of our data, all of our plans, and everything, and um, are actually huge supporters of the project as well. So um, you know, in terms of that, you know, the quality of of contacts that we've built up over the years that have done third party reviews. Um, and just the quality of the team that we have, you know, we've sort of handpicked a team to come and be a part of the Bellevue project. And, you know, amongst other things, the, the, the thing that has really attracted to them to the project is just the quality of it. You just do not find projects that have, you know, grade, scale, 
um, duration um, all in your backyard in Western Australia very often. And you know, the Talk fa- about some of those metrics. You talk about grade scale and the numbers. So, yeah. so once this thing gets up and running, what can we expect to see? Mate, it's going to be a 200,000 ounce per annum mine and the way that the mine's laid out, it's going to be able to con- deliver that consistently. So not just sawtooth its way through, you know, quarter after quarter, 200,000 ounce per annum, uh, 1,000 to 1,100 bucks all in sustaining cost, 10 year mine life from the jump. Now we've already got 1.3, over 1.3 million ounces in reserve, over 3 million ounces in resource, still not drilled from underground. So plenty of expiration upside to be seen. So we really are just scratching the surface of this asset and you know, it's not a small scale underground mine. This is going to be a big scale underground mine, one of the largest underground workforces in, in Western Australia and a super high quality workforce. Uh, and you know, the quality of the asset, the quality of the people that we have involved and the quality of the contractors have really attracted you know, this, this great crew. We have you know, zero vacancies across Bellevue, across, even across some of our contractors like Develop. Um, we're finding it really easy to attract people because of the quality of the project. And, you know, it's not just the gold, it's the ground conditions as well. You know, it's very hard ground, but very competent and, you know, it does exactly what you want it to. So everything is there and set up for us to execute really well. Now, you talk about the quality of that team. Let's face it, a lot of you have worked together before and at Northern Star. Tell us a bit about that, the people you've recruited from Northern Star, and, of course, you mentioned Develop as your contractor, mm-hmm. Develop run by Bill Beaumont, your, uh, your mentor, your old boss. You've put, uh, you've put the, the band back together in many respects, haven't you? Yeah, we have. And, um, you know, you, you, you go up to Bellevue and you have a look around at the people, the contractors that we have up there, and it takes you, you know, 10 years back to the Northern Star story when we were, you know, a much smaller company, and um, really starting that, that big growth tra- trajectory. You know, when you have quality assets, you can attract these people and, and it's a project that people want to be involved with. So we've sort of handpicked the team uh, to, to come on board. You know, it's a very similar asset layout and asset type to a mine like Jundee that's in the Northern Star portfolio. So, you know, my COO, Bill Sterling, um, spent most of his career working at Jundee you know, everything from junior engineer up to general manager of the site. And, you know, we've picked a team that, you know, we know what we're doing. It's not going to be any surprises because we've done it all before at a mine like Jundee. All we have to do is do the same thing at a mine like Bellevue. And, um, you know, the WA mining industry is very small. Everybody knows each other. Everybody wants to to see each other be successful. And look, the, the amount of support that we're getting from everyone in the industry has been fantastic. Now, you talk about the Bills, Bill Beaumont, Bill Sterling, presumably as contractors, they've been through all the data too. They know what they have to do. They're not going to sign up to do something they don't believe is achievable. No, look, you're absolutely right. And, you know, bringing someone like like Bill Beaumont um, and develop into the project, you know, some might have seen it as a bit of a risk when we first put them in, you know, it's their first underground mining contract. But, you know, I understand Bill. I worked for Bill for a long time and... um, you know, he loves underground mining, just loves underground mining and loves doing it. He's not going to associate his name with his first mining contract with a project that he thinks is going to fail. So, you know, it is good third-party verification getting him on board and, and getting him into the project. But on the other side of that, he's actually come in and performed exactly how he said he would as a part of the, the contract tender. Um, I'll, I'll lie to you if I say I didn't enjoy putting him through the ringer as a part of that and having him as a contract that I can ring up and yell at every now and then. Uh, but you know, I, again, I've got a really good relationship with with 
Bill Beeman and Bill Sterling, and, and you build that up through years of working together. You know, I worked with Bill for over 10 years, uh, Beeman that is, and I worked with Bill Sterling for eight years, I think, um, before we joined sort of Bellevue together. So, you know, you build that up over time. You know, it's, it's a no, um, you know, no bullshit relationship, right? It all comes down to this is what the data's saying. Let's just crack in, pin our ears back, do it. And, and that's what we've been doing at Bellevue. So you're in the home straight, first production in the December quarter, ramping up to 200,000 ounces a year. Mm-hmm. You've got all in sustaining cash costs of what, about $1,100 yep. an ounce. So at this gold price, your margins are going to be absolutely bonanza, plenty of free, free cash flow, mm-hmm. uh, long mine life, high grade. You know, like you can't beat grade. Grade is king, as they say. So look at those metrics and the timetable. By the time the fat bloke in the red suit comes along, you should be pouring a uh, pouring a gold bar or two, all going to plan. It really does put a target on your head, doesn't it? There's a lot of talk about consolidation. Surely Bellevue must be in the crosshairs of a few hungry gold miners. Well, look, the answer is it should be, but um, but at the moment you can't focus on that, and we're not focused on that. What we're focused on is just maximising the value from the Bellevue asset. So we have a really clear and simple plan ahead of us to to create value through Bellevue. So it's to bring the Bellevue asset into production, which, as you said, is Q4. It's coming up to us, you know, really rapidly. And you know, when you first start a development project, the, the amount of things that can go wrong is vast and wide, and there's lots of unknown unknowns. When you're on the home stretch like we are with all our contracts locked in, all our team built, all our people on board, uh, that range of things that can go wrong is really narrow. So, so we're um, really comfortable with where we sit um, on that home stretch. You know, the next thing and the most important thing to us is hitting that production run rate, delivering those numbers to the market that we've promised to the market. And that's what the team is really sort of starting to focus on now. And we think that that's going to bring significant value to Bellevue. If you have a look at the macro environment, as you said, you know, gold price, 2900 3000 bucks an ounce, Aussie, fantastic. Uh, Q4, just in time for us to start gold production. That's when the Newmont Newcrest deal will complete. So there's potential for you know a bit of shareholder money to be looking for a good quality growing gold company with um, with a fantastic team behind them and and we want to present that to the market. So I think that's what the most attractive thing is, not necessarily the other corporates, but you know to shareholders that actually see a team you know execute a project you know on time and do exactly what they say they're going to do. That's the big prize for us. Now history would suggest that as you close in on those first gold bars to stock should get a re-rate. You, you know, you work through that checklist, as you say, that final de-risking process. Uh, it, traditionally, there's an opportunity there for investors, isn't there? Look, absolutely. And, you know, you go through, you know, that sort of world-famous Lasson curve. When you pull the trigger to develop a project, um, you're sort of going to no man's land while, uh, until you get into production and you get discounted based on the risk of, of developing the asset. And Look, no qualms about it. Developing an asset is is bloody hard work, and you know, we've got the team working full time on it. Um, you know, almost overtime on it, just really getting it done. But um, when you get, do get into production, you get into cash flow. That's when the cash flow multiples start to come into it. And when you get high quality metrics, like you said, I mean, our feasibility study that we put out last year uh, demonstrated two hundred and fifty million dollars average fee, free cash flow per year for the first five years. And that's at a $2,500 gold price with no expansion built into it. You know, you, you take the gold price to 3000 bucks an ounce. It's going to add some significant cash to that and you know, potential for significant multiples coming off the back of it. Now, 
we have to deliver 100%, um, but if we do it, the prize is going to be big. Now, Paul Keating was famous for saying uh, it was a beautiful set of numbers. Uh, he was obviously not talking about Bellevue Gold, but if you look at your numbers, you know, you know 200,000 ounces a year at 1,100 bucks an ounce, long mine life, six grams a tonne, it's pretty hard to find fault with the story. And that's why I think a lot of people are saying, look, Bellevue's either going to uh, be re-rated or be taken over. But it also begs the other question, once this thing's up and running and it, and it does what it says on the tin, couldn't you be the predator just as easy as the prey? Yeah, look, I think that's that's probably um, a key thing that, that that is worth pointing out because, you know, we've done it all before in the Northern Star um, vehicle as well is, you know, you start off with a, with a high-quality asset, you leverage that into other things um, and, and you be ready in the environment. Like what we're building at Bellevue is not just a mine, it's a, it's a culture, it's a skill set. You know, we're going to be, you know, very strong underground miners, um, you know, underground geology, hard rock processing, strong exploration. You know, we found a multi-million ounce asset. We've developed an asset from, from nothing to something. So you've got this unique skill set sitting in a company that you can then go and look for other assets to leverage off. Now, we don't need to rush into it. We've got, you know, a 10-year mine life. Uh, so you can be quite picky about the assets that you're looking at, but certainly that platform is going to be there to, to grow. But I think something that shouldn't be missed is the actual exploration opportunity from Bellevue itself. You know, Bellevue has been well drilled out from surface to about 500, 600 metres below surface, but it's quite a laterally extensive ore body. There is potential for repeat parallel structures, there's uh, potential for um, repeat flat dipping structures all at depth and the platforms to drill them from are going to be developed over the next 12 months. So look, expect to see a lot more from the geology perspective. We have geological success that could mean, you know, extra throughput through the processing plant. We have the ability to upgrade our plant from a million tonne per annum to 1.5 million tonne per annum. And, you know, then suddenly, you know, it all just depends on the grade you can deliver, but that could drive it. If you get the same grade to be a circa 300,000 ounce mine. So, and, and that's globally significant. So the platform at Bellevue is still just, just you know, something that's going to grow. Now, there's another old saying, you know, there's no place like home and companies in tier one locations, particularly Australia, Western Australia, clearly are seen by investors now as having an advantage. I, you know, you hear these warnings that come out of Africa almost weekly. I see Peloton got a big whack the other day on the basis that, they, you know, the, the market was concerned about a report about their security of tenure and the like. Uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a volatile place to do business. You can wake up one morning and the asset can be been taken off you. You're in the heart of Western Australia. Does that mean that you think that the big boys, the barracks of the world are, are more likely to sniff around? They like that security that comes with being in Western Australia? Um, oh, look, there's certainly no place I'd rather be than in WA. And, um, you know, the fact that we can jump on a plane at, from Perth Airport and it lands at the Bellevue Strip in an hour is such a huge advantage for, you know, everything from a, you know, operational perspective, from a, you know, management perspective to, to just be able to get up there so easily. Uh, and look, it's certainly a, a strong preference for, for where I want to be. You know, I've had exposure to, you know, working with assets in, in other continents. Um, and, you know, it's hard work. There's a lot of time spent on planes, a lot of times away from families, um, which is really important these days, um, is to have that balance in life. So it is, you know, it's a huge advantage. I can't talk for any other people's um, corporate strategies, Paul, but um, certainly no place I'd rather be. Now, we're coming up to that first pour. It is the witching hour. 
mining companies are notorious for, for hitting problems at five minutes to midnight, but the opportunity is enormous. How are you sleeping? I'm sleeping pretty good, mate. So I'm an early riser. I get up and hit the gym in the morning and um, that sort of regulates me too. But it's a, look, I think you can either choose to be too worried or, or choose to be excited about it. And what I'm confident with, as I said before, is, you know, the quality of the team, the quality of the contract is we're not asking anybody to do anything that they have not done before. And I think that's the key. Um, all we have to do is go through and execute the plan that we have in place We've run down all the rabbit holes from a risk management perspective. You know, we've talked to other people that have commissioned plants in recent times and, and got feedback from them and learnings from them. We brought our team on early to build all the processes and plans and procedures for how we're going to do it. Um, and look, we're just excited about it. And at the end of the day, as I said earlier, the, the biggest thing is that the quality of the ore body is so good that we're very confident that the goal's going to be there when we turn it on. And the company is on the cusp of an amazing achievement, isn't it? I mean, going right back to the early days when Steve Parsons and co started drilling holes in this in this thing, people poured dirt on it. They said it's too old, it's, it's, it's not enough gold there, it's been mined out, it doesn't hang together. All the usual criticisms that are made, partly fueled by a bit of tall poppy syndrome, no doubt, as, as is usually the way. But over a period of time... They were shown to be wrong. And if the plan now comes to fruition, as you've told the market it will, 200,000 ounces a year, six grams a tonne, that's an almighty winner, isn't it? That's oh, the opportunity, I suppose. It, it's the opportunity. And, and for us, um, look, we don't focus on outside noise, right? We just want to um, you know, focus on the data that we have and focus on what we can execute on a day-by-day basis and you know, if you build it, they will come. So, you know, we're building the mine. We're, we're on that home stretch now. And, um, you know, we just continuously, you know, you hear lots of rumours about Bellevue from lots of people. Like people were telling me on a recent trip that the ground conditions were bad, whereas it's the best ground conditions you'll you'll ever see underground. Um, so, look, we've just got to keep keep delivering, keep executing. What you will have seen is, is we've had a, a higher velocity of news flow in recent months just as we tick all the little boxes you know, just in the last couple of weeks, we've signed our PPA with Zenith Energy, which we're really excited about. Uh, we've got our final permit that we needed that we didn't need, you know, until commissioning, but but that's come in, so we're fully permitted now. So all of those little questions are starting to, to move out of the way, and it's just about, you know, pinning our ear backs and ears back and, and executing now. Now, you do have one important point of difference before we go. You talk about being a carbon-neutral gold miner. What does that mean? Um so actually, just to correct you and, and be mean about it, uh, it, we're going to be a net zero gold miner. So carbon neutral is basically just a financial transaction to offset carbon. Um, to be net zero, you actually have to go down all so the So you're going to go one better. One better to, to basically um, avoid, eliminate, reduce and offset um, in order to go through the whole hierarchy control and getting rid of carbon to, to produce a product which can be certified as net zero gold. And we're going to be doing that by 2026. We have you know, a very clear plan and strategy together to do it. You, know, you can do that when you've got a long life asset that you're building from the start. And I think, you know, importantly, a lot of exploration development companies, what they do is they take the path of least resistance through to production and then they try and fix things later. But you've got all your installed capital, you've got all your culture, all your strategy quite embedded and it's hard to change. We've had a focus for the past couple of years on this ESG um, uh, sort of uh, metrics, 
and the net zero gold because we have the opportunity with the quality of the ore body that we have. Um, and you know, it's something that we've we've used as a part of our decision making process the whole way through. So we now have a clear plan which gets us to um, net zero gold. And, and you know, the big backbone of that is the the PPA, the power agreement that we sign, which is going to deliver. 80% renewable energy to the mine, which is going to be industry leading. Um, and, you know, we're going to be able to, um, you know, produce that net zero goal by 2026. And, you know, we've also signed a refining agreement. Um, that refining agreement allows for actual marketing of that product. So Bellevue Gold having its own crucible, having supply chain verification, and then the ability to try and find some customers that that actually will put a premium on So it's on starting it. to sound a lot like blood diamonds. You know, if you go back many years, that go, the diamond industry reckon, recognised that it needed to be able to establish that these gems had been had been mined uh, and polished without child labour and the like, hence the phrase blood, blood-free diamonds. And I suppose, do you see gold going the same way? You'll end up with a blood-free certified diamond on top of the ring and a, and a uh, zero-carbon gold holding it up. Oh, mate, look, that's the dream, right? And... When you think about the market, like we're not saying that the whole market is going to be, or oh, we want green gold or nothing. What we're doing is we're producing a very small part of the global gold production and then trying to find a niche market or niche customers. So will you that, be paid more for this gold? Well, that's the idea, right? Like, and, and you think about it, it's the ultimate no downside, all upside scenario in that, um, you know, the worst case is you get spot price, which is this fantastic, you know, almost 3000 bucks an ounce right now. Um, but for every $5 premium that we get at 200,000 um, ounces per year is a million dollars um, you know, of, of money that wouldn't have been there otherwise. So um, there is going to be, you know, it is going to be a journey. Um, we do take the, you know, the old Kevin Costner theme of if you build it, they will come um, from Field of Dreams. But, uh, you know, we have a really, you know, good partner in ABC Refinery who have a lot of existing customers, a lot of premium customers. Uh, and so, you know, it's a journey that will go on with them. It's, it's a fascinating concept. You have got a big advantage, though, haven't you? As you mentioned, you're, you're starting from scratch. It's like building a new house. You're not renovating. You've got all your options on the table from the outset. But you've also got another key advantage, haven't you, in the, in the grade. Uh, six grams a tonne. Oh, yeah. So for every tonne of dirt you process, you get six grams. A lot of companies are getting one. You're getting six t- times the amount of gold mm-hmm. from a tonne of dirt Presumably, that means you're obviously generating a lot less carbon yeah. to to, uh, to to derive that amount of gold. So, so look, it's a combination of the grade and the infrastructure and the renewable energy penetration that we're putting together. But we are we are forecast to be the lowest greenhouse gas emission per ounce gold mine in Australia from from the outset with the with what we're putting together. And then what we do is then go down the the hierarchy control and look at you know increasing electrification. Um, we're going to be changing the way that we operate to, you know, use more power when there's more renewables available. Um, we're a part of a group called the Electric Mine Consortium, which is focused on electrification and harnessing of uh, of renewable energy. And by doing all of these things, this just chips away at that, you know, generation that we have or, or the carbon generation that we have as a project and allows us to get that certification of, of net zero. And because of the infrastructure, you know, to your point, because we're building it, um, you know the right way, which means taking long-term decisions on on infrastructure, um, which you can only do if you have a long life asset. Um, but because we're doing that early, we're actually going to be able to to get that to that horizon of net zero product earlier than the rest of the market. So by twenty twenty six, 
when there's no one else out there that's going to be net zero by 2030. So we get that first mover advantage and you know, we'll, we'll see what comes of it. It's been a fascinating journey. As I said from the outset, there were plenty of, uh, you know, doomsdays. You know, the naysayers said it wouldn't happen. They've all been proved wrong thus far. The next six months is going to be even better. Let's hope that when we come to uh, having a beer at Christmas time, Darren, uh, we're celebrating your first gold, Paul. Uh, I think the market can see, if you look at the broker's notes right out there, there's obviously being seen as a great opportunity. That re-rate is, is waiting for the stock. That's where the opportunities for investors, it sounds like you've done, gone above and beyond to ensure that it, it delivers as well as it can, 200,000 ounces a year. It's a big project, Australia's next big gold producer. All the best for the next six months. No, I appreciate it, Paul. Um, you know, we've, uh, we're all working really hard towards it. Um, it's actually really, really positive to just have this, you know, building a project and completing a project as, you know, this light on the horizon that we're all pulling towards. And um, it's actually quite invigorating and exciting for the team to do it. Um, we're looking forward to turning the big light detector on in, in Q4 this year and, and producing those gold bars. I'm looking forward to it too. Thanks for your time. Thank you. You've been listening to The Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast produced by Resource Media, hosted by Paul Armstrong for Reed Corporate. Please note that Reed Corporate does not provide investment advice and investors should seek personalised advice before making any investment decisions.